Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. We are your hosts of the show, Karen and Kelly Sarlow. Whether you're struggling with grief or you just need answers, we connect you with spirit to find relief, clarity, and direction in life. We can help you move forward. Good morning, Kelly. Good morning. How are you? Let's do this. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, I need the name of a female. Okay. Abby. Thank you. Um, I can see Abby over Zoom, and she begins the session by saying to me, could you tell me anything you get about a person named G? I did this on purpose. Oh, really? Abby and Glennon. I'm like obsessed with their podcast right now. Oh! And they refer to her as G. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Well, that makes sense. This is not them, just as a disclaimer. We would be so privileged to channel for them. Right. Okay. So, um, Abby says to me, can you get anything about G? And I said to the spirit guides, okay, you've heard her. What do you guys, what do you guys want to say? And they said, well, first we want to say that G is a female. We want to say that G is short for a name. It's her name isn't G. And I thought I had assumed that, but it's good that the guides confirm it because maybe somebody is named G. People have any kind of name these days. And then they said that she's alive, that she is Abby's girlfriend, or was, pardon me, was Abby's girlfriend, and that she ghosted Abby. Mm. And that this ghosting occurred roughly two decades ago. And that Abby is asking about it because she cannot let anything go. Nothing. But in particular, she cannot let go abandonment. Clearly. Yeah. That's devastating. Yeah. And she didn't see it coming. She really doesn't understand what has happened. And that she she thought perhaps this would give her some closure if somebody could tell her exactly Mm -hmm. what happened. And she, Abby, does not feel like she can call G and say, hey, um, how come you ghosted me two decades ago? without also feeling the shame of, and I can't get over it, Mm -hmm. that it still comes to my mind and I still, you know, I ruminate. So they said, start with that and confirm it. She wants that kind of information because she actually doesn't believe in anything you do anyway. This is just like... A Hail Mary. Yeah. And if anybody doesn't know what a Hail Mary means, it just means your... prayer. Yeah. Your last hope kind of a thing, Right. Um, so start with that. So I did, I just offered that all to Abby and she said that that was all correct. And, um, she said, well, just move on. Like, what else do you get? I like, I want to know more. And the spirit guides came in and said, well, we need to explain. So we're just going to download to you and then you can give her bits and pieces. It's going to go in different directions. The very first thing is that two decades ago, G and her husband were not in a good place. And G was very unhappy. So this is what, what's going on in her marriage when she meets Abby. Abby has never been happy in her marriage to begin with, is still married to the same man today, oh. and, and has stayed in that marriage. And um, the guides explain that Abby's marriage is based on domination. It's ba- and she's the dominator. She's the controller. And they explain the di- all the dynamics in that in that marriage. Can we halt for a second? Yeah. 
When you said this is her girlfriend, do you mean a female platonic friend? Yes. Oh. Oh, sorry. I thought you were telling us that two women were in a heterosexual relationship, respectively, but were having an affair as girlfriends. No. So we're backing up. Thank you. Both of these women are in heterosexual marriages. Yes. And this is a friend that has ghosted Abby. Yes. Thank you. This changes all the dynamics. Oh, yep. That's fair. I understand that. Okay. So the guides asked me to explain that. And talk about um, that both marriages were not going well. And Abby just kind of looks at me, like just stone-faced, like, I'm not giving you anything. And she goes, just continue. But there's also like an attitude of... um, Dismissiveness. Dismissiveness and irritation with me. And she wants me to know it. You, you, You can see that she's making a good effort to treat me this way. And so I went back to the guides and I said, okay, uh, what else do you guys have to offer? What do you want her to know? And they said, well, when they got together as couples, Abby did not want to be around her husband. She, G's husband? No, pardon me. She she didn't want to be around her own husband because she doesn't like her own husband, right? She bosses him around. Like, it's just, she's always annoyed with his behavior, no matter what his behavior is, even if it's like that he's doing things for her. So it's domination on her part. Yeah. Okay. Abby dominates her husband. And she does it through abuse. She does it through all kinds of dismissiveness, like all kinds of things that are not healthy. Well, domination is not by nature healthy. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, just in case people were like, oh, how do you healthily dominate someone? You don't. Yeah, you don't. it, It involves being abused. Okay. Absolutely. So when she's with G and her husband, so the two couples together, she doesn't even tend to want to really be around her girlfriend that much. She likes being friends with G's husband. Now, I said to the guides right there, oh, is this an affair? Because I'm thinking, okay, is Abby having an affair with G's husband and G finds out and doesn't want to confront her, so she just goes to her because she's trying to keep her marriage. And the guys are like, whoa, you are way ahead of yourself. <laughs> no. So I said, okay. So the guides just come in and say, no, Abby, Abby really enjoys being friends with her girlfriend's husbands. It's her thing. She likes that. She likes the attention. She doesn't try to dominate these men. She actually ends up playing out healthier relationships with her girlfriend's husbands. And then this is kind of like her balance in life because she has no healthy relationship with her own husband. So they said, tell her that. And she's not going to give you much of a response, but you're on, you're on point. J- just do it. And as long as she tells you to continue, she's actually agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. But she will withhold agreeing with you. And that's exactly what she does to her girlfriends and to her husband to her children, to her coworkers, children. Yep, yep. To to her employees, she's a boss, which is unfortunate that she's a boss, but she is. This is what she does to everybody. She doesn't she doesn't say or or say to them, "Yes, I agree," or "Yep, that's good," or "That's great, thank you very much." She just kind of like, 
if I just don't say much, you have to assume that I'm okay with it. But I'm not going to tell you that I'm okay with it. Because then if I'm not at some point, which you'll never know when that's going to come, then I'll just blast you for it. And you will have made the assumption I was okay. And I can blast you for that too. Wow, that's creating a lot of chaotic anxiety. Yes. Like in every direction of her life. Yes. And and this is something that the guys are saying that G also experiences and wants to get away from in the ghosting. So that becomes one of the reasons later in her session as to why G exits. Mm -hmm. But it's important to bring it up at this point because this is this is the behavior that she's giving me in the session because this is consistent with everybody in her life because it gives her control. Like really, she just always learns how to up, how to have control over people. That's, that's part of how she lives life, right? Mm -hmm. Now that comes as a necessity, the guides explain, because of the type of parenting she gets. This is her way to preserve her life. Mm -hmm. You know, this is her defense mechanism. Um, but it's also her strategy then for just everything. Mm -hmm. You know, she paints that and everything in life. So the guides say, well, you're going to have to explain all of that <laughs> to her. And I'm thinking, oh, yay. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> so I explained to her that she's friends with G's husband and that what she does is that she creates this connection. But as a result of all of these connections, she puts each of her girlfriends in close proximity to becoming best friends or close to her husband over and over again. And she does that purposely to test her husband to see, is he going to have an affair? Is he going to pick me? And then, but she also uses it um, as, as a way to um, beat him to say, oh, you were really flirty with her, weren't you? Oh, she's flirting with you, isn't she? And, and it's a mess all the time because he really is like pushed into, oh, we're hanging out and, and you know, we're, we're playing a game or whatever it is. So I'm going to end up being partners in the game with G because my wife is going to insist that she's partners with, the, with you know, G's husband. He's trying to make the most of the situation. Yeah. So every time he tries to figure out a way just to have any kind of happiness in his life or just anything, connection with anybody... Um, Abby, Abby sees what it is, and she just tries to cut it out constantly. This time it didn't work, because Abby went so much into her fun with G's husband that she forgot to keep an eye on that. <laughs> she just really launched into, I'm relaxing with G's husband because he's funny and he's kind and he's nice, and she let her guard down on watching her husband to the degree she usually does. And so her husband ends up creating, for the first time in many, many years, he ends up creating a real good friendship with G. And eventually the day comes when G approaches him and says to Abby's husband, um, I have feelings for you. And she says, and like, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I, I have feelings for you. My husband treats me the way your wife is treating you. And I think I love you. And I'm not, I'm not sure what to do. And she says to him, 
is there any chance that you have feelings back for me? Because I think you do. And I think it's evident that you do. But I'm such a mess in my mind about what I, what love is because of my own marriage and my own lack of love that I don't really know what it looks like. So I feel scared to, to ask you because I, I'm just so lost in what it looks like and I haven't had it in my family of origin. I, I'm just so messed up and TV is not showing me what it looks like or movies. Like I just really don't know what it is. So she asks him and he says, yes, I have feelings for you. And, and I feel equally as screwed up in all of this as you do. Um, but I enjoy my time with you and, and I trust you and we share things. And I think that's what love is. It's trust and it's sharing, isn't it? And I feel like you listen to me and we connect to each other. And I think that's what love is. But I don't have that with Abby. And I clearly see you don't have that with your partner, but we're getting it together, aren't we? And she says, yes, we are. Okay. Thank you for telling me. And then she says to him, to Tabby's husband, um, this makes me realize how messed up I am. So I'm not asking you to leave, Abby. I'm not asking you for anything. I'm simply going to go to therapy. I'm simply going to do my own work to leave my husband. I'm fucked. She says, you know what? She says, I'm just, I'm just totally a mess. And I have a ton of work to do. So I'm just going to go do my work. And she says, I'm really sorry about the mess that you're in. I'm sorry that I have to leave this. I'm sorry what you're going to lose when I do. And I'm sorry what I'm going to lose when I leave because I'm going to lose you. But I got to get out of here. And the therapist is going to be the only healthy person in my life. So I'm going to have to go find that therapist and I'm going to have to do that work because even if I do leave my husband and you do leave your wife, you and I are still messes from the relationships that we're currently in, even though we're starting to create something that's healthy. I'm still going to go and do some work on my own. So you just do what you got to do. So she ghosts Abby. So I said to her, um, Abby, you asked the question, why did she ghost? Why did she do it? And this is the reason. This is what her, her marriage was. This is what she had gone through in her own childhood. This is like all of these, all of these different situations in life. This is what she came to understand about herself. She came to understand that she was a mess. She was a mess, that she needed help, that she wasn't in a healthy friendship with you that she wasn't in a, the right place to offer your husband anything, even if he chose to leave you. And she goes, what? And she asked my husband to leave me? And I said, no, she never asked your husband to leave you. The very opposite occurred. She chose to leave her own husband and said to your husband, you just, you just do your own thing. You live your own life. You make your own decisions. She wasn't trying to interfere. Well, yes, she was, because she told my husband that. She was trying to break us up. And I said, no, she wasn't. She was simply trying to figure out what love was because she hadn't experienced it. She goes, well, that's the same thing to me. You can't go up to some woman's husband and say, I love you, and then walk. And I said, no. I said, she was asking what love was. She was trying to figure something out because she's never experienced it. And you could see that Abby just wanted to put blame. Well, yeah, because she's threatened. 
And the guides came through and said, okay, Karen, (laughs) this is what we call her therapeutic temper tantrum. And I said, what? And they said, meaning that every single time Abby has gone to therapy, which she has done through her marriage right to this day, she goes into therapy with different people. It's always an attempt to keep her husband because he threatens leaving. So she will go to therapy, but she always ends up doing a little bit of work and leaving. It's just a pattern. So we call it the temper tantrum, the therapeutic temper tantrum, because as soon as the therapist gets to the point where they figure out, oh, we need to address Abby and her behaviors and her insecurity and her childhood and her issues with her father, where all of this originates from. And we have to go back to the beginning to actually address all of these things. Abby goes into a massive tantrum and says to the therapist, you're no good. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't, you shouldn't have a license. You, you, you. However, she can devalue the therapist, she does. And of course, the therapist just sit there and know that this devaluation has really nothing to do with them. This is her way of ending therapy. So they just typically just sit there and say, Abby, you're either going to sit down and do the work and stop attacking me, or you're walking yourself out of this office and you're quitting therapy. Mm-hmm. And I know what you're doing. So you're going to do it where I'm conscious of it, but I'm not going to sit here and I'm not offended by anything you do. And there will be boundaries in the way that you speak to me. And as soon as they say something like there will be boundaries in the way you speak to me, she's out the door. Because that's the way she controls everybody is in the way she speaks to them with all the forms of abuse. Mm-hmm. And the guide said to me, so Karen, she's going to do the same thing to you because you're no good. You don't know what you're doing. And she's going to treat you the very same way as soon as you deliver these messages to her, because she is never going to want to take responsibility for anything. And sure enough, as soon as I gave all of those messages to her, trying to say that G was trying to take responsibility for her own life, and she was trying to say, no, like, I'm trying to do my own growing up and figuring out what love is and what my life is and why didn't I know what love is? Why didn't I even know it? Etc. Abby's going to go into attacking you personally as a channeler and about your job and about your gifts. She's just going to rip you to shreds. So you have to be prepared, like the therapist, to not take it personally and set your boundaries and confront Abby about the behavior of a therapeutic breakdown and how she does this consistently to all the therapists. And now she picked somebody like you and she's going to say like you because she thinks you're lower on the totem pole than a therapist. Mm. And she thinks therapy is very low on the totem pole of occupations, period. She devalues, but then again, she devalues almost all people, right? Mm -hmm. So I thought, okay, I can handle that. That's fine. I've done enough self-work to understand. And I've stocked up chocolate in the, in the <laughs> pantry. I'll be fine. Go ahead. And, I, okay, I won't deny that there's chocolate stocked in a pantry. I won't. 
But we are we don't need to eat feelings. Yeah. Yeah. I, we let, know we know where it's coming from. We understand the temper tantrum. We don't have to internalize it. Exactly. And 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 I'm not going to get dysregulated in my emotions when Abby tries to do that, which is what she does to G or what she does to her husband and her children and so on. You heard her coworkers and her employees, you heard everybody, right? She tries to press everybody's buttons to get them dysregulated because she knows as soon as they get dysregulated, I can control them. Mm -hmm. And if I have somebody who doesn't get dysregulated and they are secure in who they are, well, I don't even want them in my life because I can't control them. I can't hurt them. The therapist, the channeler. You got it. And so the therapist, or pardon me, the therapist, I called the guides the therapist. I mean, you're not wrong. That's good. I like that slip. That was the fabulous slip, Kelly. The guide said to me, okay, deliver it and, and, and just, just be you. So I said, okay, Abby, this is the next piece. So I told her without saying what she was going to do mm-hmm. about the temper tantrum. And sure enough, man, Kelly, did she have a glorious temper tantrum. <laughs> she just went full bore into that, I, you know, the you don't know what you're doing and everything the guide said and I I just literally had absolutely no response none because my feelings didn't get dysregulated nothing I just literally observed her Mm -hmm. and actually you know if I can add this to today's podcast I just really enjoyed observing the temper tantrum Mm -hmm. I enjoyed watching somebody because in my past I had no ability to enjoy the movie no ability to enjoy the show. But now I do. I can see it as a show. I can see it for exactly what it is. Yeah, and and I'm going to clarify too, because I know what you mean by enjoy, but you're using a word that probably listeners might not resonate with. We look and observe with a lot of empathy. Yes. We're looking and assessing basically with a psychological background to say like, okay, and here's this, and then this is going to unfold. Yeah. Like you're, you're watching this systematic breakdown essentially yeah. of the psyche, yes. right? Um, because of the emotional dysregulation and it becomes this very predictive pattern where you can go, ah, oh, yes. Okay. And then this, oh, yeah. there it is. Perfect. Yeah. Right. Like you're, you're watching the breakdown happen and, and there is empathy, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. when you're saying enjoy, because you can enjoy something that's predictive, right? Mm-hmm. There is a certain level of safety in it where you can be affirmed, okay, this isn't personal. She's then going to do X, Y, and Z because of this. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not about me, right? And mm-hmm. then the empathy of, and I understand based on her conditioning mm-hmm. and the attachment style of how she was raised, yeah. that this temper tantrum in this particular style of temper tantrum makes sense. Yeah, and then it gave me, it get, or gives me the ability then to say with a client, now it wasn't Abby, But if another client goes through that and understands that and is willing at that point to change, to kind of crack that and start solving it, then I had some ability to be able to go, oh, um, when... When you, when you think you're losing control, you purse your lips or you do this or you breathe differently or you, because I have the ability to observe. Yeah. And you can help them kind of catch yeah. their own body language to indicate to themselves, oh, I'm, I'm losing it. Yeah. Okay. And, 
and it's, go back, go and back it's, to the story. Part, and it's helpful to that client then, because some of them will say, can you see, do you know what the trigger was? And do you know what my response was? And I get to say, yeah, as a human, not as a channeler, as a human, I saw these things in you. Take it to therapy. Because I'm not a therapist. I can simply say as a human, this is what I observe in you. Okay, go back. You said go back to, go the, back to the story. Yeah. yeah, okay. And the calmer I was, the more she was flipping out. And then I said, time out. And she kept flipping out. And I said, Abby, I said, I'm hitting time out in the session. And she went, and she just, you could see she was more and more flustered the calmer I was. And I thought, oh, this, this is not going anywhere good now. Because she didn't see that I was calm and decide, oh, this isn't working. She, she went into, oh, shit, I don't know what to do because she is calm and this isn't working. And, and oh, my God, I'm over Zoom, so do I just hit end meeting? <laughs> because, you know, remember... She's, she's accustomed to being in the room with a therapist where she stands up and walks out and slams the door. So like, where's your grand... Leave meeting, confirm, is not as satisfying. Exactly. And, and this is really important because for the first time, you can see that she didn't, she didn't understand, oh shit, I don't, have a, I don't have a way to get up and go out and slam the door. I don't have my big dramatic finale. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. All I can do is hit the button, end meeting, and this isn't satisfying. And because it was a pattern interrupt of this isn't satisfying, she didn't know what to do. And that's when I really saw like that part of her as a kid of being cornered by the parent of I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And I said, Abby, it's okay. I said, you're safe. I'm not going anywhere. We've got time in the session and the guys can continue to answer your questions and you can take a minute. And you could see she wanted to pull back in and take that minute to be able to go back into how do I assert control over Karen again? Mm -hmm. And I just sat with her in, in honestly, Kelly, in such calmness that I really hope that she could just feel the energy of just that calmness and decide, oh, there's a different option here. But she didn't. She did not. She said to me, um, you haven't answered my question. So that was her way like of coming back and taking control and asserting again. I want to know why G ghosted me. And I thought, looked at the guides. I remember thinking, well, we did answer. But she wanted to deny my reality. Mm -hmm. She wanted to gaslight me mm -hmm. and say, you didn't answer the question. And the guides are just looking at me going, we answered the question. And you know we did. And you know she's gaslighting you. And I'm like, it's such, it's such a really awesome place to be when you have the knowledge to do that. But you also have the spirit guide standing there going, we all know what's happening. So we're just going to give you more reasons why G left. And you can give her more reasons. And I said, okay, so what were the other reasons G left? And they said, because she would have destroyed G. And I said, destroyed her? What do you mean destroyed her? And they said, well, we don't mean kill her. We don't mean in a fit of rage that she would have killed this person. We mean that she would have done everything to destroy her reputation. So she would have badmouthed her. She would have tried to destroy her career. She would have tried to destroy 
her reputation. She would have tried to shun her or to convince other people in the community to, and I don't, uh, to shun her as well. By proving loyalty to Abby. So you will shun this woman, right? So you get other, you, you get your flying monkeys, Dr. Romney calls them. You get your girlfriend group and, the, and their partners to do your work for you, right? So you team up on G. And, and that could affect her career, that could affect her, her own friendships, or, or her own feeling of comfort or ease, or whatever it is in society. So G decided, I'm not giving her that kind of control. I already know what Abby is like, I've seen it. So I'm not going to give her an opportunity to, to try to destroy me and affect my life even more. I'm trying to go off and just create my own life to be healthy. So I said, boy, oh boy, you want me to tell Abby that? And they said, yeah, it's been two decades. It's kind of late for her to try to destroy G now. Um, Most people that they associated with, G doesn't associate with anyway, or pardon me, anymore anyway. So G has gone on and really carved out her own life where um, Abby and her partner really have nothing to do with her. So she's safe. You go, you go ahead and tell her this because it's also important for Abby just to hear all of the truths. So I did. I said, she wanted nothing to do with you, Abby, because you are a vicious person. You attack people. And she knew this about you and just wanted to go out and create her own life. She didn't want to destroy your marriage. So that's another reason she wasn't there to destroy your marriage. She left quietly and built her own life. Exactly. Got her own answers and didn't make any mess of anyone else's life. Exactly. And so this was also her way of just saying, I still respect Abby. I still respect her husband. I still respect they have a marriage. They have they have their own agreement in their own soul contracts. G literally was just trying to go out and figure out her own. Mm-hmm. And she was trying to do it with as much respect as possible. And she did lose friends. She did lose friends even in that group. She took her losses in order to find healthiness. Mm -hmm. And you could sit there and see Abby still not happy with anything. Well, yeah, like what answer was going to be satisfying? None. Because her only way to move through conversations is to constantly find what can be attacked in a conversation. Then Abby says to me, I've asked my husband countless times if G was in love with him and told him, and he said no. And I asked him if he was in love with G, and he said no. And I asked him if he wanted to leave me to be with G, and he said no, that he loved me. She says, so, like, I don't know what you're doing here. Okay. Like this. And she says, so why would my husband lie to me? And it's been two decades and he hasn't left me. So I kind of think you don't know what you're doing. And the guides came in and said, her husband is never going to tell her the truth about most things in life. He's in the most vulnerable position to be viciously destroyed. Yes. So I And said, he made the choice to not leave. Why would he just be like, oh, by the way, I'm just going to volunteer this information to you that I fell in love with someone else, but she didn't ask me to leave and she disappeared. So I stayed with you. Spot on. What the fuck? <laughs> Spot on. Uh, and the guide said, 
you have left no room in your relationship for honesty. I was just going to say there's no room in the relationship for integrity. You got it. If he's choosing to stay, he has to sacrifice his integrity because she's not going to allow for it. Correct. Because she's never had it. Correct. And then she goes, she says to me, oh my God, you're blaming all of her ghosting me on me? This is all my fault? Yes. And she goes into a massive freaking meltdown that I'm... Me, Karen Sarlo, personally, never mind the spirit guides, they've disappeared at this point. (laughs) And now she thinks she's just calling Karen as a person. And now that makes no sense because why would you call and book an appointment with somebody that's a complete stranger? You just see the amount of manipulation, story changing, gaslighting. She didn't get what she wanted. Exactly. And she just freaks out that... She can't, that she cannot accept the fact that somebody's holding me accountable to the way that I treat my husband and not even my husband holds me accountable to the way that I treat him. So you're not going to. And I love that she can't see slash or admit that she is proving the message is true in real time to you in the session multiple times. She didn't just have one meltdown. Yeah, She had multiple meltdowns in the session proving how accurate the guides were. Yes. But I, I, you know what, Kelly? Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate it. I'm certain the listeners are sitting there screaming <laughs> at, at you at the TV if they're on watching this or if they're listening to this. I'm sure they're just sitting in their cars or wherever going, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. I'm sure they're having their own responses as well, which is good. I think that's really good that they're having their responses to this and that people are learning that this is not healthy behavior. During the session, it did not end well. The session ended with Abby absolutely having her temper tantrum and me sitting calmly with no response to her whatsoever, trying to say or to make any kind of amends to her, none, zip. I just sat and looked at her. And then I said to her, okay, Abby, our time is up now. This has been one hour. Oh, it was an hour. Yep. Fuck. And I said, um, you know, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to channel and to meet your spirit guides. And I was trying to find the wonderful aspects of the hour that I could take out of it. Because yeah, they showed up. Yeah. The guides showed up. I want, I said, you know, I, I thank the guides for coming in. To, and she was just like not having it. Well, you don't even know what guy, I don't even know what guides are. And she was just. You or she? Freaking. She said, I don't yeah. even. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was just freaking, just losing her poop. And I just sat there and went, okay, so I hope you have a nice afternoon. That leave meeting and confirm felt good for you. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so let's do this. G, if you're out there. There's a good chance you don't listen. However, I just want to say I hope you're doing well. <laughs> I hope that you have found the answers to the, the life that you were seeking for yourself. Um, to all the therapists who have had Abby grace your room uh, with her presence, I you know tip my hat to you for all the accountability and wait, hard work that wait. you've done. And Joe Hurd would say, you should charge you Abby charged double. double. <laughs> Fuck. There should be a sign in therapy that says, we charge double. 
yeah. if you verbally abuse the therapist. Yeah. And and you know what? And in all honesty, though I'm sure Abby is not listening to this, um, I hope that was maybe just one more crack in in the shell of your life that makes it possible for change, mm. that gets you that much closer to the idea that you want it or could do that for yourself um, in healthier ways than you've chosen in the past because, you know, hopefully that's what all of us are moving toward. Mm-hmm. Some of us, it just takes a whole lot more discomfort to get us to that place of being ready, willing, and able. Yeah. Well, go on. What are you going to say to uh, Abby's husband? Get it together, buddy. No. Um, that's a horrible life. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, um, a conditioning that you also got raised in yeah. to be able to accept or willing to accept so little, um, you know, and to think, you have to think very little of yourself to be willing to accept so little. And I'm sorry to hear that that's what you're going through. I'm glad you got a sense of what love could be. And I hope, you know, you also find the courage to go get that for yourself too. Can I give a plug to Nathaniel Brandon's book, The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem? In this moment, when you're talking about uh, Abby's husband um, and that you hope that he finds some self-esteem because that's the biggest thing that he's lacking or mm. he wouldn't be staying. Mm-hmm. And it's tough to build that up when you're in an environment that Abby has created. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's very difficult to cultivate that because you're in a soul-destroying environment every mm-hmm. day. Uh, and to her kids, I hope you find your own therapist that you can stick with and really get the healing that you need. Yeah. Okay. I want to ask you one more. What would you say to Abby's girlfriends that enable all this behavior and don't call it out? Grow the fuck up. Yeah. Be a better community for yourselves and for the girlfriends around you because the enabling behavior is just as dangerous as Abby. And I will give a shout out here to Dr. Romani's YouTube channel, and in particular, her video called, uh, or something about flying monkeys. So if you YouTube her, um, she talks about the enablers, and she calls them the flying monkeys, and without them, the Abbeys of the world would not be able to exist for two more decades. They, would, they might be in therapy um, and stay longer. Because, you know, you can leave the therapist's office, go out for coffee with your girlfriend and bash the therapist. Yeah. And so long as the girlfriend is sitting there bashing the therapist or just not saying, girl, this is your problem, not the therapist. You're part of the problem, too. Yep. For every life Abby's now affecting. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, kudos to standing your ground. Um I hope, well, I know how you take care of yourself. I know you walked out of that session and took good care of your physical, mental, and emotional health. So also kudos to you. Thank you. Um, Yeah. And for still giving the guides an opportunity to speak to her, right? That's what they want is just, you know what? She's, she's showing up today in some capacity, limited, but some capacity. Let's try. Um, And I think that's a beautiful parent relationship of we're just going to be here and try to love her. And if she wants mm-hmm. it, great. And if she doesn't, we'll try again another day. With signs, with dreams, with inner knowings, with some form of sense or sensory experience, um, you know, whether she ever walks back into Karen's uh, Zoom room or not. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for the story. Thanks for listening to Coffee with the Sarlows. If you enjoyed the show today, help spread the love with a like, share, or review of the podcast. See you next Saturday with a brand new episode.